Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Thursday, you will finally get to chill with us. Hosted by Andrew, we will be bringing on some of the quirkiest, geekiest, leading voices in the personal finance space to give them ample time to talk about their story, the lessons they have learned over time, and some good advice for all of us. No longer the short and quick stuff. So sit back and chill with TFC. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Um, that's how you put a lot of emphasis on, okay, if I'm going to offer you the, a dish, let me know, let me find out what are the things you like first. You okay, know? do you like something uh, savoury? Yeah, What's exactly. What's your mood for today? Okay. So that, that first understanding what they need, what they want, is so important. And that's why we put so much emphasis on that. Hello and welcome to Chill with TFC, where we sit down with geeky and quirky individuals to learn about how they do this thing called money and life. My name is Andrew and today we have an expert on love. Yes, this is the financial coconut, but we're going to talk about love and money. Violet is the founder of Lunch Actually. You would have seen her on media and heard about Lunch Actually, a matchmaking service that's been in Singapore for 18 years. We talk about what do people look out for in their partner and how does it change over the generations. Listen to some interesting and, and funny stories about dates that didn't go so well. And we discuss the role of money in making a relationship work out for the long term. Also, Violet is on our Mandarin show, Lee Tsai Oh Yeah, recently, and so you can check it out as well. We have Darren and Sakura from Dare to Finance, which makes for a very interesting acronym. Yeah, right? yes, yes. <laughs> no, because if you check out their IG page, mm. you can see uh, this very cute logo, and then with yes. uh, you know, and it says DTF. DTF. That's oh. right. <laughs> Dare to finance, guys. By the way, I'll be thinking of Ting Tai Fung. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, that's yeah. what we're thinking about too. Yeah. <laughs> Ting Tai Fung can sponsor this episode if you want. Reach out to us. Yeah, DTF, Dare to Finance. So mm. tell us a bit about Dare to Finance and tell us a bit about yourselves, Darren. So hi everyone, uh, I'm Darren, um, the co-founder of Dare to Finance. I'm also a financial at the site, so I actually am the one behind creating all the content and also building the uh, software side of the fintech arm that we are building on. Yeah. yeah, so originally we started off as an Instagram page, right, Dare to mm. Finance. Thereafter, we moved into giving our financial services because Darren started off as a financial service consultant. Thereafter, mm. I joined early this year. So that is one of our services that we do provide. Thereafter, we also expanded into our fintech arm. So mm. that's our software side. So that was what Darren was talking about. Yeah. Mm. And by the way, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Sakura. <laughs> yeah, that's Sakura. Mm. And mm. I have to ask you about your name. Yeah. Uh, so I guess a lot of people ask me about my name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is Japanese, mm. and so that explains my name, Sakura. And then my, my dad is Singaporean Chinese. So yeah, but yeah. I always grew up here, so I feel very Singaporean. Um, in Singapore. Yeah, my accent is definitely Singaporean as yeah, well. Yeah, sounds like so, it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just the name, um, you know, always get a lot of questions about yeah, it. Sakura, yeah. not Yi Ming. Uh. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> I'm Sakura. That's I mean, the actual name. Yeah, stage name, maybe not yet. Stage name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe not yet, soon, soon. 
Johnson. Okay, yeah. so Daryl Finance, both of you are financial advisors because that's what Darren said he is. Yes. Mm. So so um it started off with just me being a financial advisor. Mm. So as as we progress, you know, as I put more focus on the uh, software building side, that's where um, mm. I couldn't manage the workload for in terms of the uh, financial services. That's why I convinced Sakura to join me as an advisor. Mm. But Darren, you know the tech stuff as well. Yeah. So mm. uh, I was a computing student while and also oh. an advisor at the mm. side. Yeah. Okay. I mean, tech and finance uh, is a good combination of skills. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I guess. Mean, <laughs> yeah, so that, fin- that financial service side, I guess, mm. came really in, in silos with everything we did because mm. a lot of people had also reached out to us. And, you know, it works all together as a content hub and also being able to provide that service. So when Darren initially was the only financial advisor, the load was a lot on him. Mm. Yeah, and everything that I had to go through him in terms of the professional advice. So yeah, it was really handy that at least I got my certifications, got certified. So everything is a lot easier now. We share the load. And yeah, I think that's how we, yeah. we started to expand a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, and that of finance in itself has been exactly two years now. So 2020, is that a COVID project? Or have, you all have been planning for a while just that you all launched during 2020? Um, it's, it's around COVID period, mm. but we have been planning it uh, before that. La. So, so I was a financial advisor before I started that to finance, right? So mm. I, I didn't really like how insurance was being sold, mm. right? It was very uh, product driven. And Coming from a financial advisor, <laughs> yeah, you didn't like the way insurance was being yeah, sold. Okay. I, I mean, like we, we call ourselves financial advisor. I right. mean, in the term itself, it feels like uh, when you seek out a financial advisor, you can get some financial advice. Mm. Then in the end, mm. the, the person like uh, sell insurance, right? So, mm. so that uh, doesn't match. So, so what in the end, so why we created that to finance was to g- really give an education afro- approach first. That's why um, if you look at our um, Instagram page, right, even though we are financial advisor, uh, I think only a very small part of it is about uh, insurance. Right? In fact, at the, at the beginning, right, they don't know we are an uh, insurance agent. So, so what we did was like we, we have an annual feedback form mm-hmm. and then we realized that a lot of people don't know we are insurance, uh, we are financial advisor, we have financial services. Mm-hmm. So that's when we started to be a bit more loud on it. But at the start, insurance wasn't even part of the focus, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so what made you think that you know you don't like the way insurance was being sold? Because the traditional way was just like um basically we have to usually when we approach a, a, a prospect, right, mm-hmm. beforehand, we will just try pitch about the product now. Why is this endowment bank good? But most of the time, we wouldn't bother to, to find out what the client already have because of obvious reason, the, the client might not even know what they have. And then if you try to insist on the client or the prospect to show you what they have, right? Sometimes they might just lose interest. Yeah. So a lot of financial advice, before they uh, even understand the client, they'll try to secure the client first. Mm. So I feel that, that that shouldn't be the way, right? So, so that's why we, we wanted to be more systematic in our approach. So that's why if you go and see our Instagram page, right, we have a pinned post on how we do our insurance services. So it's a very systematic approach whereby whoever that's interested will send us his, their list of portfolio. We have a team to review it first mm. and then we um, propose if there's any insurance gap or if there's any uh, insurance that they can cut off. Do you think that the process yeah. is reversed in the sense that I should be understanding your needs and requirements first mm. you know, before I sell you the appropriate products that's suitable for you. But instead, I have an incentive to sell certain products because of maybe high commissions mm. and incentives that drive my behavior as a financial advisor. Would you, would you say that's a fair statement? Or there's more um, details to it? I, I, think, I think it really depends. I mean, in the end, it depends on the individual, right? Mm. Like, there are always like, good people and bad people in all, all industries. Yeah. So, so even... Um, and there are very strict... Uh, regulation on um, financial advisor. So meaning to say, if mm. let's say you, you have sold a lot of plans to a lot of clients, a lot of clients, like after f- maybe one or two years, they realize, oh, they bought a wrong plan and then they cancel. Mm. Actually, that will have a very bad consequences on the agent. They might even lose their license. 
So mm-hmm. there are a lot of strict uh, restrictions in place to ensure that the uh, advisor don't misself. Because yeah. ultimately, all financial advisors in Singapore, mm-hmm. they're very much regulated by MAS. Mm-hmm. So you do have to follow these rules and it doesn't definitely doesn't look good on a financial advisor mm-hmm. as well. If you know, you're selling something that people give up on you know, mm-hmm. after a while. We, with all that in mind as well, we knew that a lot of people are not even very sure about what are the products they have. So we wanted to create a system that's systematic for us, but also systematic for them as well. Mm. So they know what they have first, and then understand what they have first, then they can understand, okay, maybe these are the places I'm lacking, then I want to seek advice for it. Yeah, so that's where we come in. Mm. So it really helps that it helps us also that we do a thorough um, evaluation of what they have. Then, you know, when, when they understand, they are better on board with, you know, getting different products and understanding how to better their financial health, which is exactly mm. what Death to Finance is about, right? That initiative, that, that first push we did, you know, to even put a pin post on our Instagram. Yeah. So that, that essentially means, you know, on our profile, you'll always have that post above, right? So yeah, people now know that we do have that service, we offer that service, and we're very systematic and proper about it. Mm. Yeah. Since both of you are financial advisors <laughs> and we talk about mm. financial advisors during our podcast as well. Mm. So do you think that financial advisors get a bad rap? Naturally, well, yes. Yeah. Right? And Darren, you brought yeah. up, I mean, I would say, yeah. you know, black sheep, right? I mean, <laughs> every industry. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a lot harder for us because the black sheep is, is I mean, the, the stigma is already there. Mm. And I would mm. say there's a group of very good financial advisors that's trying mm. very hard to mm. fight a stigma. But uh, once, you know, just one agent that is not, doing his job and then make on news the whole thing we have to start over again <laughs> so it's it's almost like a few good pe- few good advisor is going against the whole industry which mm. is a very difficult change I would say mm. yeah well especially mm. if it's about money it's very sensitive right? I'm mm-hmm. handing my money to you and then, oh okay what's, what's going on with it yeah. right and, yeah and, and sometimes it's not even the advisor uh, might not be recommending the bad product but mm-hmm. uh, it's what's the best for the client uh, at the point of time a few years later maybe the client forget why he or she even buy in the first place yeah Right yeah. then, they, they you know they seek opinion, then they realize, oh, that's not what they want now. Mm. So in the end, they maybe they put the blame on the advisor and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. and, yeah. and it's easy to also you know when you look at insurances mm. and all these likes of products, they are just heavy, heavily worded documents, right? Yeah. And Terms it's and conditions. Yeah, yeah, it's only normal that a layman is not gonna look back at that. So that's why you need you always need that assistant, which often is that financial advisor. And if that person didn't explain thoroughly or has had explained thoroughly, but naturally we forget, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to kind of say, hey, you know, I don't understand that product. So that's why there's also the importance of being firstly understanding when you're purchasing and keeping notes. And that financial yeah. advisor has to come in and check in time to time, you know, like, hey, do you remember what this was about? So mm. it's always a line. When that misalignment happens, that's when, you know, both sides may turn against each other. Mm. Yeah, mm. so a, a very simple analogy that we often talk about is that, say, you know, we're, you're at a really nice restaurant. It's your first time going there. Perhaps you may ask the, the waiter there, like, hey, what's the chef recommendation? You know, you don't know if it's really the best pro- the best food dish, the okay. food dish there. Or if or I like it. Yeah, yeah, whether you like it or are they just going to recommend something that has the highest, you know, profit or the least Or the least popular yeah. item. <laughs> And, and maybe they have a lot of <laughs> Clear that. It, yeah, yeah you, you never know. Mm. So I guess it's, it applies to many things in life. And um, that's why we put a lot of emphasis on, okay, if I'm going to offer you the a dish, let me know. Let me find out what are the things you like first. You okay, know? do you like something uh, savoury? Yeah, like what's exactly. What's your for today? Okay. So that, that first understanding what they need, what they want, is so important. And that's why we put so much emphasis on that. Mm. 
So yeah, I guess like the an- an- analogy makes it a little bit easier to understand. But I mean, it always goes back to what do they need? What do they want? And how can you know this outsourced person help you with that? Mm. Yeah. Help us understand what do financial advisors actually do? <laughs> right, financial advisor is such a broad term, right? And mm. right now, a lot of insurance agents label themselves financial advisors. Well, the story that we always say is that insurance agents got a bad rap. Yeah. I mean, this term insurance yeah. agents and then they've switched to financial like advisors. Rebrand, right? Rebrand, <laughs> which sounds a bit more broad because previously it was just insurance, yeah. right? Yeah, but then you also have to sell insurance under your portfolio. Do you have to? Yeah, yeah. So actually, to me, insurance agent and financial advisor is essentially the same thing. Okay. It's just how um, the advisor choose to position themselves. Okay. Yeah, so, so on the JD job description, like being a financial advisor basically means you just have to recommend products that suit the client needs. Mm. So that, that's all uh, it is. La. So okay. essentially, it's a sales job. Right? You recommend product that you represent to uh, what you think uh, fits the client need. So, um, but what we are trying to move towards is we are trying to move towards more of the um, value advisory um, side of things. Mm-hmm. So I mean to say, we want to be able to provide uh, advice and um, advice beyond just insurance. Right? So that's why we have a lot of very close relationship with our client. So for example, uh, when they, uh, they are planning for a big purchase, right? they will look for us and oh, do you think I'm able to afford this? So that's where we have a session with them, look through their finances and then give them some advice whether our two cents on whether they can uh, afford certain stuff. So that's the direction that we think mm. we should move towards uh, in terms of uh, financial advisory uh, industry. Because mm. mm. yeah. right now, I think a lot of people have their relationship with financial advisors as you know, okay, I need to buy insurance, I approach mm. you. But like, when shouldn't it also be a lot broader where if I have to make any financial decisions, this is this this is yeah. the person that I'm gonna go to. Mm. So that's what we aim to achieve. Mm. So that we build this life lifelong relationship mm. where you know if you need to make even the, the like a slightly small purchase, like hey, um, Sakura, do you think I can afford it? Because you are like my go-to man, right? Yeah. Mm. So that's that that kind of thing that that that's a relationship that we want to make the ideal. And we want to work towards building with, you know, our uh, base. Mm. Yeah. So I think we think of the sales process when we think about a financial advisor. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I need this product. You mm. sell it to me. Mm. I sign it and that's it. Of course, there's a lot of things you'll do on the back end, mm. I'm sure. Mm. But you're talking about this process of I understand your needs. Like, okay, let's say I want to buy a house. And mm. this process of financial planning might not necessarily lead, lead me to buy a product from you, right? Because mm. I'm just planning my finances, mm. as, as the name suggests. Mm. But you'll do that as well? Yeah, in mm. fact... That, that's where our tool comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So our software that we built yeah. um, late last year mm-hmm. was something to help them visualize these goals a little bit better. Okay. So whether it's like a house purchase or say whether it's like something smaller, like maybe a wedding, whatever it is, these cost money and it's hard for a normal person to see how much impact it makes. Yeah, so we kind of put it on a visualization. So there's all the charts and charts and pretty stuff. So you better understand them. Mm. And yeah, uh, we guide them through that process because if we don't, then was it going to be like a really complex Excel sheet? Or perhaps mm. you might not even go to the Excel sheet. We guide them step by step based on, you know, their financial knowledge first. Mm. And then we work it through with them. Yeah, and plans do change and, you know, evolve mm. through time. So then it's always updating it. Okay, how can we better approach this thing that we're working towards together. Yeah, mm. but, but like what you mentioned, like um, mm. there are some cases whereby we, we do all this process with them and then mm. they end up not buying anything. Yeah. Right? So, so um, <laughs> it's just part of the process. Some people um, yeah, end up buying I, something. Can I approach a financial advisor to do that? Like, is there a, a value that a financial um, advisor provides? I would say not yeah. all financial advisors uh, will be keen to provide that. Got um, it. But mm. we are trying to change the industry such that it's able to do Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. 
But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you can form a, a closely needed relationship with me, yeah. then I'll, I'll keep coming to you and next Correct. time when I need a product yeah. or if my particular goal leads mm. me to buy a specific product then mm. I'll think of you right yeah Yeah. so I'm thinking that's a value mm. that you all mm. can provide yeah in fact that's something that happens a lot at our platform because mm. a lot of people approach us and DM us through Instagram with their situation you know mm. just getting perspectives on you know how they can better their situation and it often doesn't lead to a sales but you know it's okay because we want to build that platform so you have someone to mm. consult and you have someone professional to consult and we're not going to charge in that sense but and we're not going to sell you something because if it's going to be a sales and like pursuit of you know just selling you something then they will just be like every other mm. you know um mm. A black sheep, we like to say. Yeah, so that's something that we just want to switch and want to position ourselves to be, mm. hey, you know what? We're, we just want to be the people that you can consult, you know, even if you're not going to buy anything. Mm. Yeah. So what are some questions that you get in your DMs mm. and perhaps in your job as a financial advisor as well? Oh, I think because of the age group that we have. Mm. So we have Which a bit is... of late 20s down all the way to late 30s. Mm. I think we grew a lot with our followers. So initially when we began uh, the platform, we had a lot of fresh graduates. Mm. Then now maybe they're already like working. <laughs> so yeah, now they start, we, a very common question we get is, how can I better help my parents? Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. with retirement. Because, you know, maybe they're relying on them mm. or, you know, they feel the weight now that they're working and they need to provide mm. for their parents. Mm. Um, that's one common one. So, um, you know, how can I convince my parents a little bit or like you know how can I communicate with them better talk about finances you know very general stuff that mm-hmm. often I think an average financial advisor wouldn't get mm. but because we're data yeah. finance we do yeah so that's one big topic navigating yeah, these are not easy mm. questions to answer yeah, it really depends on the individual mm. situation right? exactly yeah. exactly so all these take you know mm. um, first off always starts off with like a Instagram DM right where they like that a little bit of anonymity whatever <laughs> yeah. that comes with that yeah and then you know if they trust us enough it often it's just a little bit more of like okay then let let us help you calculate a little bit more mm. like tell us more details you know get your mom on board you know whatever it is and often if it's in a very tight situation you know it's, it's just really talking with them okay so apart yeah. from how can I help my parents mm. career related questions I suppose oh uh, yeah actually okay. oddly we do get a lot of career related questions mm-hmm. as well because you mentioned fresh grads uh, that's what yes, I'm talking about yeah. and um, when because uh, this past two years you know um, there were a lot of traineeships going mm-hmm. around right so we had a lot of people who were in traineeships trying to transition into full time job how can I better upskill myself you know very broad questions and that's why I think a lot of our content also revolves not just on the personal finance aspect but beyond that a little bit of like adulting a little bit of mm. lifestyle you know how can you better 
upskill yourself? How can you better be a better self? I feel like data finance is not just a personal finance platform anymore. Mm. It just revolves, it's like a whole ecosystem around it. You know, we that's that explains why we get so broad questions as well mm. on in our DMs. So not just finance, because finance is so related to mm. life, which yeah. means mm. your parents, your yeah. job, you know, this is what I like to mm. do. Now what do you think mm. people have such questions like you, you say broad, right? Mm-hmm. General questions. Like they can't find all this information online, it seems. Like they have to go to a DM, you know, to yeah. a, technically a stranger, someone they don't yeah. know. Like to ask something about their own life, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like why, why do you think that is the case? Um, I, I think it's very hard to find like advice online that you can relate to your situation because everyone's situation is, is so different, mm-hmm. right? You could you could um, read an article that is similar to a situation, but one, one, dif- one thing that is different can affect the whole um, conclusion. Right, so and always you will always see like a disclaimer at the end of, of any financial article. NFA, yeah. not financial advice. Right. And do your own research, stuff like that. Yeah. So, but but they are doing their own research right, when you read the articles. So it's a bit <laughs> true counterintuitive. Yeah. So so that's why I think like um mm. they still need someone to talk to. I think it's almost like marriage counseling, right? Mm. Like you can just talk mm. to your husband, but in the end you need someone there to facilitate the talk. Yeah. Right, mm. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Darren, you have your own take on all this information online, financial content. You know, people mm. asking you to DYOR. Mm. And technically, you, you all can give financial advice because yeah, you are licensed, licensed too, right? But you mentioned before uh, in a separate conversation mm. that you, you think people... It's hard to get satisfactory answers online to all these questions, right? And, and that's because it's not, you know, customized to your unique situation. Right? And yeah. it's, it's always... It depends, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so so that's why also we, we wanted to build a, a software that is able to give a, a bit more personalized advice, mm. right? Because in the end... um in terms of personal finance, it's all about whether I can afford this lifestyle, whether I can afford this and for that. So all these actually um, can be put into math, like ones and zeros. Of course, it's, sub- it's subject to change, but having a plan that's subject to change is better than having a no, no plan at all. Right? So that's basically what we are uh, working towards, trying to uh, build a software that can help users um, better achieve their finances. La. Mm, yeah. Okay, so using tech to, to help out. Yeah, that will be more scalable. If not, like, it's... it's it's very time-consuming for us to like, you know, reply to all DM. So we try to do it just once a month, mm-hmm. right? And then it really took up the whole, whole two, two days, two nights. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think initially when we started it off, this, you know, how we started it was, you know how Instagram has that feature where you can ask a question? Yeah. So we used that and mm. then we asked them, like, you know, you can ask us anything, you know, not just personal finance related. And we realized mm. there were so many people who wanted to get their... Um, questions answered and we realized that hey they're not always personal finance and they just want someone to speak to to give perspectives yeah. and that first time we really took maybe a full three day yeah. really because you know when you go to the DS they just get really lengthy and then you know it naturally it naturally the conversation yeah. goes forward yeah, yeah so we it took up a lot of our time and then once we did it a couple of times we we're like okay you know we can't be doing this all the time as much as we want to help them we need to come up with something so that we can better help them I mean, between Darren and I, he Darren's more of like a mathy guy. Mm. So, you know, he, he loves the math of things and he was like, okay, and he, he already had that tech background. So he, because he was um, studying at the initial start when Debt to Finance started um, mm. and he had the expertise of building this software. So we just kind of leveraged on it and he built that software and we were able to really help people, um, not just in words, but showing them mm. how you can really achieve different things in life that you are planning for. And I think that has helped us a lot in helping people and actually streamlining our processes mm. as well yeah so this this software is called financial pathway but we started using it 
late last year with people and it's been very interesting because we we really get to meet people and understand them a lot better mm. and what I love most about it is we get a lot of female um, followers and they like to sign up for it mm. naturally but they always drag their boyfriends along because oh. because naturally it's like you know finance, financial planning is not an individual thing right mm-hmm. if you're going to get together with someone you want it align with your partner mm-hmm. so I often see and, and I, I do these sessions a lot um, uh, more so than Darren oh, so yeah. when yeah. I meet them you know I always see the guy at first he's a little bit uninterested he's like you can clearly tell I was dragged in by my girlfriend okay. but you know it, it's very interesting and then they start talking about starting mm. these conversations about down to even how many kids do we want you know because kids are expensive yeah. so you mm. know when you hear these conversations I, I feel good seeing it you know that we're helping to help start um these conversations mm. between young couples also. I mean, you know, whether whether they do become an item and they, they go forward with that, you know, it's okay. Mm. It's just starting these conversations, talking about this because I realise these personal finance topics is a tough conversation to start. And mm. yeah, and it's also something that I often ask people like, hey, you know, just curious, like, do you talk about these stuff with your friends? And often it's like a not really being just a platform on Instagram to just have such content and talk about it with people and have people consult us about things. I think it's a good safe space almost for them to start talking about it with their parents, with their friends. And yeah, I think that's that's a really great feeling to have. It's, it's yeah. a win for me. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very hard to do financial planning because it's hard to think in terms of decades. Yeah. Because what you want changes, right? At different stages mm. in your life. Mm. You might think you need X amount per month but when you have kids, it's a different story. That's why financial advisors always ask, like, do you intend to get married? Do you want to have kids? How many kids? Mm-hmm. Your, your worldview, your perspective of money might change. You might want to give your kids a better life when you see the cute baby in your arms. <laughs> you know, and then, then your expenses might increase because yeah. of that. So it's really hard to, mm. to predict. Yeah, I think that's that's so hard. So mm. the, the whole thing about financial pathways, I think, is for us to think about. Okay, like I want a house. How much yeah. must I save right. and invest? Or even I want to travel. Mm. You know, I want to have kids, kids and all that. Right. And so you have the tech, tech side and mm. you have the content side as well. Mm. So, and one of the things that Dead Finance talks about is about defining your own reach. Mm. Right. So, could you tell us a bit more about that? Um, a lot of Singaporeans want to be rich, right? But when you ask, when you question them, right, like uh, how much is enough, right? Mm. Usually they, they don't have really have a n- number. They, may, they might say, oh, a few million, right? But uh, what, what, in our opinion, right, everyone has their uh, own definition of rich, right? So, it really depends on, in the end, having, being rich is having like, um, the, the options to do what you want in life, mm-hmm. right? And certain certain stuff in life, you might not um, need the option. So for example, if, if you love to travel, mm-hmm. so you want to have that option to, to travel around. But if food don't give you as much happiness, then you don't really need to have the option to eat good food every day, right? So it's about trying to define what, which area of your life gives you the most happiness and then calculate a sum of like, you know, uh, roughly how much you need to, to ha- maintain a lifestyle. So, for example, if you want to have yearly travel, then you have to calculate you know, how much you want to tra- spend on yearly travel. If you are able to reach that amount passively, mm-hmm. right, essentially, you are, you are rich already. So, so some people having like, you know, maybe 100k is enough. To some, maybe you need a few few million. So, it really depends. Mm. So, yeah. you define it as having the options, right? Correct. And focusing on the areas of life that are of most interest to you. Yeah. Is that, how, how would you define it, Sakura? Yeah, I think um, <laughs> when, when we're talking about... and, and Defining your rich is something that we often say at Debt to Finance, right? Everyone, it's true, everyone has their definition. Uh, what we like to advocate is, if right now you're not sure, think about like the more small, the smaller goals you have, whether it's, you know, being able to spend 
this $100 every month for a really nice dessert. You know, start small, it's fine. And then as you go, you will realise, hey, you know what? I personally like this. And then expand on that and set a budget for it. And then with that numbers, then you can start working towards, okay, then in uh, 20 years time, 50 years time, whatever, mm. you know, how much would that amount be? And is this, this is what I want to work towards. So yeah, of course it comes with being able to have that, the options to explore. But if you're someone that's a little bit more clear about what you want, then it's just really working towards it. So yeah, I guess um, it's, it's a tough question, right? Like, um, and it puts you in a spot and you have to really think about it. What was the thing that you want? And if not, then don't limit yourself. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, it just addresses the part about it's very hard to think in terms of decades. Mm. So you got to start small, start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like, you don't know food is of no interest to you until yeah. you like, eat a lot of good food and then, ah, okay, like, actually food, yeah. whatever, as long as I can feel my stomach, I'm fine. Oh, but I really love traveling, so that's mm. what you want to focus right. on. Yeah, it's still hard. Okay, mm. I think it's okay to change your goals yeah, as and when, right? Because mm. your perspectives will change, your circumstances mm. will change. Mm. But there's this thing about shifting goalposts, right? People mm. don't feel secure. Like mm. I have X amount of money if that's how I want to define it or I, I know I want to allocate this amount of money mm. to different areas of my life. But when I reach it, you know, there's always this lack of security. How do we deal with this mm. emotional aspect? I think that, that's, that is why it's very important to have a um, constant uh, check-in with yourself, right? And then really be very truthful to yourself on which area in your life really um, bring you happiness, right? Like when, when we were still a student, right? When we... Um, you have the money to you know, buy a, a upsized meal in McDonald's, you might feel very happy already. Mm. But as you grow up, like, you, you, you will feel that like, oh, maybe um, that's not what I like anymore. But then there was a time that you, you liked that. Right? So, so it's basically trying to keep your lifestyle inflation in check. And do a check-in on, mm. hey, what's relevant in my life as well. Yeah. You know? Because um, as you grow older, you realise you need, mm. perhaps you, you really genuinely need certain things in life. So mm. have buffer to at least afford these needs that grow with age as well yeah. yeah yeah so i mean at the start you may f- you may feel like hey i don't want kids and then what if you meet someone and you're like oh yeah. now i want kids and you want like five kids then how are you gonna <laughs> afford it right so yeah. it's being realistic also yeah. once you you know once that happens check in like okay yeah. do i have enough resources to afford five kids mm. whatever yeah and so it's always having that i i like to say just do a yearly check-in is enough mm. you know it's it's it still keeps your goals very relevant. Yeah. So do that check-in and also check-in in terms of emotional state, you know, what do I want? And also like um, mm. actual financial check-in, do I have enough yeah. to afford all the ones and yeah. needs? And, and that's why it's important to plan with your buffer as well. Mm. Yeah, because if you just plan just nice, when the goalposts shift, you have to essentially start from zero, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you have experience working with uh, fresh graduates and of course uh, on your side, you have mm. a lot of all these comments, DMs, you understand uh, people mm. who are starting out on their financial journey, mm. what are they you know, thinking about, mm. what are the questions that they ask. So before we wrap up this conversation, you know, any last piece of advice for people starting out in their financial journey? I would say take, take small steps. Don't have to necessarily compare yourself to people that are already there, right? For you, your first step might be um, saving extra $10 per month. Right, even though that's a very might be a very small step for someone else, but it's these small steps that can encourage you to take uh, another step forward, lah. So don't be discouraged by small steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mine would just be like it's always better to start than to you know pro- you know like like be overwhelmed with mm-hmm. what's ahead. So yeah, even if it's a small step, just take that small step. And if you need help, you know, be vocal about it. Say you need help, and there are always help around you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your friends or your parents or whoever it might be, or maybe just your colleagues. Mm-hmm. You know, reaching out to someone that can help you, even even in the slightest bit, is always a step forward. Yeah. So um, I think. 
personally, one thing that I struggled with is being able to voice out and be like, hey, you know, I need help. So, you know, and in the early years, it's tough to um, overcome this fact that, hey, you know, like not everything is in your control. When you need, just voice it out, you know. And then that's already one step forward. Stay tuned all the way after this quick notes for our personal money question segment. Before that, I hope you've learned something useful today. Join our Telegram group, follow us on our socials, and check out thefinancialcoconut.com. What have been your best and worst investments? It need not be a financial one. Uh, off the top of my head, I want to say, um, like even this business in itself, like it's, it is an investment of time and money and a lot of effort. But when, when Dare to Finance first started, I was not too much of a financial junkie. Like, you know, I, I was maybe like quite a beginner and I didn't know a lot of things. So it was an investment, one of my best investments because best investments in myself because I learned a lot and it pushes me every day. That every day that I meet people, you know, um, sometimes I'm given tough questions that I might not know and that pushes me to be like, hey, you know what? You know, I, I have so much to learn. And it's in a positive light because um, it's also that people are, looking at me and counting on me to give them fairly good advice, right? Mm. So yeah, I mean, um, of course, I'm not an expert at, f- at finance and I'm not, the, I'm not perfect, definitely. So it pushes me to learn and also upskill myself in every way possible. And also because as a startup founder, <laughs> I'm very limited on time also. So mm. time management is something that I, I had to really manage very, very well. And yeah, so I guess the best in- investments and somehow also, uh, I wouldn't want to say... Two sides of the same yeah, coin. I wouldn't yeah. want to say a worse investment, <laughs> but like the thing is, you know, um, there's always that trade-off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I had done something else, I could have been earning bigger bucks, whatever, right? And and yeah, and maybe I could have been spending a lot more time with other people, but um, it, it's all that um, you lose a little bit, you earn a bit, right? So there's a lot of growth within this two years for myself. Um, personal growth, financial growth. But yeah, it comes at a trade-off. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask a bit more about, so you mentioned you're not a financial mm. junkie, yeah. but you, you got into this role as a financial advisor. So mm. what happened? Did you, what happened that made you realise that, okay, I, I need to understand more about finance? Mm. So I think the first year that that finance started off, I was more of working on the creatives and, you know, not too much the financial mm. side. So I was helping create content with Darren. And through making that content, I learned a lot. Mm. You know, he gave me all the structures of it. And I made it like look slightly nicer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so through that, I learned so much. And um, he was also the first person that taught me about like, I, I was never like a big um, planner on finances. But he was mm. like, hey, you know, like now that you started working and stuff, you, you're getting a good stream of income. Like, what are you going to do about it? I was letting it sit in my bank. Yeah, to be very honest. She was my client, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we knew each other from uh, yeah, a way back. Yeah. Aaron told you to dare to finance. Yeah, he was the <laughs> one. Who, he was the one who helped me, you know, sort out my finances, okay. and 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 was a good financial advisor for me. Right, was that point mm. of contact, and I decided to be like, okay, I need to get my my shit together. Mm. Yeah. So, um, then I started investing. You know, it wasn't much, but it was a start, and then it's. And with investing, it's always building up that confidence, right? And having someone like to kind of be like, to check in on was very helpful. And I thought, okay, like I can, you know, that motivated me to be that person for someone as well. You know, that that's why I, I started off not interested as a financial junkie. But, you know, now it's 
once you start it, you start getting curious about so many things. And I think that what push that's what pushes me to be like, okay, I want to find out this and that. And it's never ending. Mm. Yeah, I think that is my journey, I guess. All right, Darren, best and worst <laughs> investment. I would say it's probably my uh, degree. I mean, <laughs> I spent quite a fair bit on my degree, right? In the end, like, uh, competing degree. In the end, like, yeah. I, I choose to become a financial advisor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so that's... But then again, if I if I didn't had um, gone for the computing degree, I wouldn't have created the software, mm. right? Mm. So, so yeah, it's the best and worst. And I guess uh, after going through a de- de- the whole degree, I realized I, I could have learned it online. But <laughs> but again, if I didn't go through a degree, I wouldn't know what to Google online mm. to learn it as well. So it's kind of like a. I think that's the paradox. the case with a lot of people, and yeah. uh, even for myself at the start, you know you need to do something about that, but you don't know yeah. what you don't know, mm. and yeah. you need someone mm. to set the direction for you. Yeah, and I think it's applies to everyone that we've met also, whether it's like starting off in like your investing journey, like where do I begin, mm. right? So yeah, you might need a little bit of guidance at the start. So that's why that, that, that call for help sometimes is very important. And once you set that direction, once you get started, then you, you, you'll be very naturally very curious about many things. And that's where you can always mm. um, self-initiate learning. Yeah. And you need a framework for thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm. So right. just like your degree gives you a framework <laughs> on yeah. how to Google it, right? Yeah, so it that does. if not, you have... You're lost. Mm. You know, finances as well. Like if mm. you're starting out, mm. it's a mess. But you know, you start to have some basic principles, and that's when you can start. You know, finding out which information mm. is relevant to you. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is something you spend that is under a hundred dollars that has been a game changer for you? So helpful to your own life. I would say for me, it's uh, hundred dollars was the first amount I put into investment. Mm. Right. So so uh, um, from since young to like around eighteen, nineteen, I was I've always been a saver. Right. In fact, like when I was 18 years old, right, I, I wanted to open a, a brokerage account. So I went down to a branch. But then to, they didn't have all these like um Yeah. Yeah. So so uh they asked me to fill out some assessment and I filled the assessment. <laughs> so they asked me yeah. to attend some seminar. And then that was too much of a barrier for me back okay. then. So I, I waited a few a few years and then like, you know, all 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 the friends around me haven't started investing yet. But it's they always say, Oh, you need to monitor the market every day, stuff like yeah. that. So that deterred me from like actually investing. So until until like one day I just decided okay I just gonna put hundred dollars into um, a brokerage account and then see how it goes. So from then I realized okay actually it's not that difficult, mm. right? And then of course I learned along the way. So that hundred dollars has been a game changer. For so about starting out, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so the hundred dollars was in the brokerage account for a while. Like when uh, did you I, make your first I, investment though? Oh right, right away in fact. Right away. Oh yeah. what was that? I'm just curious. Sing boast. Because during that time, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I believe it's. I fast. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fast. That's a good one. Mine is, yeah. I guess, mine applies to life. Mine is really just. Oh my god, this is, this is gonna sound really lame, but um, <laughs> it's just having my iCloud subscription. No, but really, it's about. I think initially I was very. I didn't want to spend that bit of money, mm. and and just FYI, I bought like the one TB storage. All right, so um, something that I constantly face is my iPhone keeps popping out of the storage mm. full mm. pop-up, right? But my reluctance to just pay for that bit of like four dollars. I, I know. It, it's just a <laughs> I can just do- save it to a thumb hard drive or something, yeah. right? You and know? the thing is I'll never do it. You yeah. know, I'll never plug in to my computer and then do a thumb drive right. or like HDD, whatever, True. right? Yeah. So just uh, just that small effort of outsourcing it to and just spending that four dollars. Just it's a game changer. Mm. I mean, it's not even hundred bucks. But I'm just talking about that that bit of like four dollars is enough to make my whole life a lot more seamless mm. and across different devices. I mean, I'm not plugged by <laughs> it's not a plug for <laughs> Apple, but really like I understand because I I'm mm. 
sold by finance books to you know cut your recurring yeah. expenses. So mm. every bit of recurring expense to me is a sin, committing <laughs> a crime. Like you know, yeah, I'm not yeah, managing yeah. my finances well. Mm-hmm. And then what four dollars? I club. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I also and you feel like they add up, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's just keeping. It's true, you know. You check in on all your different recurring um, expenses, but with iCloud. It's something that I use heavily. Mm. You know, it, it's quite validated. I mean, Apple is good at keeping us in the ecosystem. That yeah, and I am <laughs> entirely in the ecosystem. I'm yes. so, so. There you go. Yeah, so that makes all the more mm. the fact that I need that storage space. And and after I made that 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 subscription, I never got that pop up. You know, my mm. workflow isn't interrupted. Yeah. it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. You I take mean, all the photos you want and all the... F- yeah. All my files. All your files, yeah. right, that you need for work yeah, and all exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So that's, not, that's not lame because I have a guest who says a YouTube premium subscription. <laughs> I guess if you can <laughs> yeah. validate it. And I will consider a Spotify mm. subscription to be pretty helpful as mm, well. Mm, I, I mean, because mm. I'm listening to podcasts and all that. Yeah. yeah so mm. there you go. All right, last question for you. You know, books, websites, podcasts, blogs, so much content, so much information online. Could you recommend... Mm. Man, are some things that you are learning from uh, a place that you are learning from? I don't really, I don't have a specific like mm. a place that I, I um look for. Basically, um, what what I do is whenever I have I subscribe to like medium like like right. your podcast, right? So every every time, I I uh, heard of something that I, I'm not very uh, familiar with, mm. so I'll go YouTube and Google and then just watch everything that. I think YouTube related. is very underrated, yeah. and I mean that's the reason why there is like we joke about it like YouTube education mm. a lot of the things I learn are from YouTube and uh, this <laughs> is free content so you know I've learned a lot of financial tips from YouTube content creators and and not just you know beyond just Singapore borders and um, personally I you know I had my whole YouTube phase and I would binge watch on like YouTube mm. videos and stuff but I do like podcasts because I'm on commute a lot mm. and I may not, it may not have my 100% attention, but it's a good thing to plug in and, you know, do your work or whatever you need to do. And, you know, you still absorb a little bit of that bits of information. Um, I feel like we, I went through different phases of like, mm. I have my podcast phase and then like it was on and off and stuff. But right now I'm back into my podcast phase and, you know, <laughs> it, it's true, right? Like we so, all, so right yeah. now is the podcast phase? Yeah, right now like, is my podcast phase. What's something phase. that you're listening to recently? Or what do you last listen to? Um, okay, I have, uh, Investor Roundtable. Mm. Um, that's one of like more a little bit more specialized one. I also have um I, I share I share it with our team a lot of our group. Um, but it's um this podcast called Huberman Doctor Huberman podcast. Mm. I don't know if it rings mm. a bell, but yeah. um that one is really just on a weekly basis, and that was a little bit more in depth into like really bettering your <laughs> workflow. Mm. Yeah, so really podcasts in itself have different you know focuses, right? Yeah. And being able to select from those, and I have my go-tos, being able to keep up to date also with, um, say, like, like, like with Investor Roundtable, they keep up to date with news. Mm. So even if, you know, you don't have to dedicate like a YouTube video you need to watch through, but rather it's just like on the go, you listen as you need. And also, okay, another one that I personally like is Twitter, because you're really updated and it's just little bits of information, right? But and it doesn't require much to read. And if need be, you can always expand on it elsewhere. So you get that top headlines or like top view on like the information that you need. And then thereafter, when you have the time, go deep dive into the topic that you're interested in or that news that you're, deep, that you're interested in. Mm. Mm. Uh, a lot of social media platforms that I just like dropped here. But, you know, just being having all these different elements that 
that keep you updated in the mm. very different ways. You know, not just in one aspect of life of like finance, but also like um, if you need be a little bit of like support in terms of like your lifestyle and your mm. workflow. Yeah, that balance of, I guess, life and work is very important. Integrating and finding your own balance, you know, what feels right for you. Yeah, so it's not just about, it's really about upskilling yourself as a person as well. Mm. Mm. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.